All right. Well, on that note, I'm actually going to be sharing this morning. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> and I want to share, um, you know, at the students, uh, for the students, about what um, I feel God's heart for them is. But we're all included in that. So let's pray. Yeah. Thank you so much, Father, for today. Thank you, Jesus, so much that we get to be involved in what you're doing, Lord, at this day, in this hour. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here today. We welcome you, Lord, to come and lead us into the more, into the more in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, this morning, I want to share with you guys about finding a ministry opportunity. And uh, sound good? All right. <laughs> and uh, I want to just proposed this morning that a ministry opportunity isn't a job in a church, just a job in a church or a title. It's all around us. It's, in, it's right in front of us. And to do that, I'm going to share with you four questions I want to throw out there just to get us thinking. And so I'd love it if we could open up to John chapter 6. All right, I'm going to be sharing from the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. All right, so Jesus and his disciples had gone into the wilderness to rest for a while, actually. However, the multitudes, not just crowds, but multitudes followed him into the wilderness. And he was then, his disciples began to get a little bit concerned about what they were going to do with all these people out in the middle of nowhere. And so Jesus does something a little bit sneaky and he actually says to one of the disciples, and if, if you turn, uh, look with me at uh, verse 5. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And then it says, but this he said to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Don't you love it how Jesus asks us questions? And unlike the devil's questions, which push us away from God, has God said, Jesus' questions that he asks to, to invite us into a learning opportunity actually draw us into encounter with the heart of the Father. Isn't that cool? So... With this first question, I want to throw out to the students and to you guys, what is in front of you? What can you see in front of you today that could potentially be a ministry opportunity that he wants you to partner with him in? And so this, this question was inviting Philip to, to come think outside the square of what was possible. Now, he, uh, he didn't um, pass the test that time, but we'll see that he did as the story develops. I love the heart of Jesus. You know, Jesus role modeled what to do in this scenario. He saw the multitudes and the Bible says that he just began to teach them and uh, teach them about the kingdom of God. He began to heal their sick. And uh, it must have been absolutely exhausting, especially given that he'd gone into the wilderness to rest up anyway. <laughs> so I love this. When we see in front of us something where there's people where there's a need, we start to move towards that. Even though in an earthly sense, it's like 
This looks beyond our human capabilities. Jesus was actually attracted to problems like this. And the more the problem, it seems, the more the supernatural flow was available. And so this began to happen. You know, when Jesus looked out across the multitude, it says that he was moved with compassion because they were like sheep, not having a shepherd. And so I wonder what's in front of you today. Where can you see that you might be able to make yourself available as an opportunity uh, to meet a need? Even if it's very, very practical, like feeding someone. (laughs) And so Jesus says, where are you going to get these people something to eat? And uh, eventually um, they said, what do you have? And so they found a boy and he had two fish and five loaves. And so my next question is, what do you have in your hands? What's in your hands this morning? What, what is your God-given ability? And for me, something that God's given me, I realized from a young age, was the ability to um, play games and to invent games. And so <laughs> whether I was a teacher or working with indigenous kids, a youth leader uh, on, a, on a Christian camp as a bunkhouse leader, I would just invent games. Uh, when I saw that the kids were maybe getting a bit bored, I just started doing that. And then I would find that more and more of God's flow would come into the environment. And so when we do something practical, sometimes there's a, well, there's a supernatural release when we do it with Jesus. Sound good? Awesome. The other day, uh, I went up to the senior camp for Sunvale's Christian College. And I thought to myself, this is a great ministry opportunity. But the first thing I saw was a group of uh, guys at dinner time that kind of looked a little bit um, lonely. They were a smaller group. So I thought to myself, I'm going to sit down on that table. And so I did. <laughs> and uh, just started talking, get a bit of conversation happening. We actually were talking about Star Wars and uh, the new Star Wars movie. And they were just, you know, they were frothing. They were like really getting into it. And, you know, that very practical thing led to something quite supernatural later that night after I preached, uh, or sorry, shared, short, Sean <laughs> shared my testimony. <laughs> after I shared my testimony, this one boy who I was sitting near, uh, across the table from, or ne- next door actually, he uh, was the first to put up his hand in the altar call. And so it's, isn't God good like that? Sometimes we don't have to strive, you know, we don't have to try. We just actually have to put ourselves out there. And God's the one that brings the increase. He, he multiplies. He does it. It's very, very cool. All right, the next question I want you guys um, to think about is, when it comes to a ministry opportunity, what can you be connected to? Notice how Jesus, with the disciples, he was very ordered and very practical in the way that he distributed the ministry of food hampers, <laughs> of hospitality, of um, administering bread and fish to the people. He said to the 12 disciples, take this food and give it out to the people. And so the people actually had to sit down in groups of 50. And so you can imagine it. Disciple goes, uh, gets the food, takes it down to the mummy or daddy. Here you go, hand it out to all the kiddies. Go back, 
get some more, take it out to another group. Very, very ordered. Now this, um, you can see in a ministry opportunity, how practical Jesus is. I just absolutely love it. And so when we are thinking about what can I be involved in, how can I um, serve, how can you be connected with leadership, how can you be connected with others and work in teams? Are you guys with me this morning? Isn't it great that it wasn't like feeding ducks? You know, it wasn't like, hey, have some bread over there and <laughs> some fish, you know? And the people would have been like ducks, very competitive, like, oh, you know, nom, 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 nom. You know? <laughs> but they trusted Jesus' leadership, didn't they? Because they sat down in groups and then the disciples handed out. And the people didn't complain. You know, I heard it said like this. I went like, well, I don't want to get my food from Peter. I don't like that smelly fisherman dude, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't want my bread from Matthew, the tax collector. He's very, like, shifty. Like, look at him, you know. <laughs> he ripped me off the other day. No, 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 no. Jesus had given them these resources to distribute. And the people honored that. And Everyone got fed. In fact, there was 12 baskets of overflow. So again, I ask the question to you guys. What can you be connected with? Who can you be connected with? Awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, last question I have for you guys when it comes to a ministry opportunity is what makes you feel alive on the inside? You know, Jesus Christ is standing there, the bread of life giving out bread, and the disciples knew who he was. Even though, you know, all those people forsook him. Remember how the story ends up. Jesus like, are you going too? And Peter said, where else can we go from? You alone have the words of life. The disciples had that revelation that Jesus is the bread of life, and uh, they wanted to stick with him. So they, that's what kept them going, even when ministry was hard, when it was when it was tough, when there were long days, their love for Jesus, their understanding that he indeed is the bread of life. And again, you can imagine, they're finished handing out, oh, slaying out all the people like, me, 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 I want some food, you know. And then they're like, oh, this is hard work. And then they walk back up the mountain, see Jesus, and they're like, oh, you know, I love you. You are the bread of life. You are incredible to me. I want to follow you. Go down again. It's been a hard work. Oh, more and more food handing out sweating it out, come back up the ground, look up at Jesus, oh, you know, I love you, Jesus, you are beautiful to me. And this made them feel alive on the inside, so all that hard work wasn't so grueling. And so ministry might not be uh, sorry, glamorous, but it is glorious when we feel alive on the inside. So what, what, what makes you come alive on the inside? Is it hospitality? Is it having people around and, uh, you know, watching a movie with them? Is it putting on events like a, a beach day? Is it, um, you know, finding out someone's going through a hard time, sending them an encouraging email that's a prophetic word? Maybe you, are, you have finances that you can actually give, give people if you, if you know they're in need. Or maybe you are um, someone who is skilled in the Word of God and you can teach people. You can just... You know, when you're sitting in the cafe, you can just strike up a conversation, have some fellowship, share um, some scripture. Maybe you, um, you're just very pastoral. You're uh, such a companion. You can come alongside someone and, and give them a hug, encourage them, 
uh, and just appreciate them. So what makes you feel alive on the inside? And, uh, you know, the disciples continued with that revelation. Jesus Christ, the bread of life on the inside of them, the limitless one, just giving out more and more. Jesus, the bread to this world. And uh, so they, they would do that even after everyone was left. So I'm, I'm excited by that. Again, what's in front of you? What has God put in your hands today? And uh, what can you be connected with? And, and lastly, what makes you feel alive on the inside? What, what, what gets you excited? And so this is, uh, some, these are some questions I have for you guys this morning. Okay, let's, uh, um, let's just stand up this morning. I just want to enjoy Jesus for a while. Yeah. Let's just have some time with Jesus as he just begins to ask us questions. Every question that Jesus gives us is to draw us into him. What, where can you be involved this year in ministry? In this church, in the neighborhoods that you live in, at your workplace? Where is there a need? Where is there a lack? Where is there an opportunity for something supernatural to happen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the the ministry of the kingdom of God, Lord, that we're all invited to participate. Everyone gets to play. Lord, Lord Jesus, I just thank you that we are your disciples in this modern age, that nothing has changed. Jesus, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are the supernatural man. You are the one on that mountain that broke that bread and gave thanks. You are our connection with heaven. And we receive this morning. I just want us to receive him today. Let's begin to feed on Jesus Christ. Begin to feed on that supernatural life that he is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Nourish us, Lord. Strengthen us. Energize us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We commit ourselves to doing things supernaturally, practically supernaturally. We give ourselves to doing things practically supernaturally. Thank you, Jesus. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly above more than we could ever dream or imagine. To him be the glory in the church to all generations. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Awesome. You may be seated. Thank you guys for um, that. And thank you for being involved in the celebrations this morning.